joining us. Anthony Bartolacci is the Director of Sales of Financial Institutions at Sensor Tower. Anthony, your research is focused on companies that are coming to the market, expected to do IPOs. So what's at the top of the list? So actually, the Sensor Tower platform covers everything. It just so happens that a name like Roblox is right in our wheelhouse for okay. this week. So, you know, as it pertains to Ro Roblox, you have an IPO coming tomorrow. You know, we're really focused on three things here. First is going to be revenue growth. Uh, in 2020, Roblox revenue was up about 115%. It was the number one mobile game in the U.S. app stores, eclipsing Candy Crush. Uh, we're looking at Roblox active users. Active users also doubled in 2020. Again, there's some pandemic uh, tailwinds that are benefiting Roblox, but nevertheless, a very impressive number. And with their active users, you got to look out for international. International now 75 to 80% of the Roblox mobile gamer base. But the one thing I find really interesting is time spent within the app, which is something else we're able to measure at Sensor Tower. So in the spring and summer months of 2020, we actually saw that the average daily active user of Roblox Mobile was spending about 100 minutes per day in the app. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but the lockdown was affording gamers more time to play and explore and spend their Robux within that universe. That number's fallen back to earth a little bit since life has gotten back to normal. Um, and we've seen that with other games and apps. But nevertheless, Roblox has been having an incredible 2020, and some of that momentum has carried into the first quarter of this year. What's the age range of people playing Roblox? I mean, is this mostly a kid's game? Or are the parents on with them? Or is this like a don't bother me, I got to work for five hours situation? Yeah, you know, it, by all indicators, it seems like it's a game that's doing well with like tweens and teens. Unfortunately, I, I'm probably outside of their core demographic, but just looking at apps where there's significant overlap with Roblox, you're going to find many more TikTok users than Facebook Blue users and mm. our data bears that Okay, so maybe like a, kind of a Minecraft style audience to some degree, maybe even younger to some extent. Bottom line is they're playing a lot right now. The growth is up over 100% from the year before. And then your data also shows that it's the top gaming app or what's the category at which it's number one right now? So, so for calendar year 2020, it was the top grossing total app in the United States and obviously the top gaming app as well top 10 in terms of global games, uh, Asia having a lot of you know huge performers in terms of mobile revenue. Uh, but it's a game that's you know getting a lot of attention. Uh, and like you said with the Minecraft parallel, it is a game where people become immersed within that universe where it's very open play. You can create new games. Um, it almost has an app store within the app. So it is a very cool concept. Obviously, it's you know now close to 40 million daily active users, so it's very popular with both U.S. gamers and around the world. Okay, so I guess the important thing for investors as we think about this company uh, coming to market supposedly tomorrow, um, what is the potential for them to keep up that type of usage or engagement based on numbers you see for other types of games or Roblox in its own history? Uh, does this look like something that people got hooked on, that they're going to keep playing at a similar rate? Is this going to be subject to changes if kids are back in school? How does the number right now look compared to what a traditional game might be or say maybe like a Minecraft uh, style game pre-COVID? Yeah, and, and that's a great question. And I think 2020, you know, the growth that we saw with Roblox was absolutely bolstered by the pandemic and the lockdown and many of its core players having more time to spend on games. Uh, that said, it's not as though we see a significant slowdown this year. Uh, revenue growth in the first quarter sequentially versus fourth quarter, you know, if we're just sort of 
doing that you know days in the quarter to date we're still up about 10 percent uh so things are, are are progressing well for the game um now you know it's also benefiting from just general tailwinds of mobile gaming generally i mean if we look across the board in 2020 mobile games worldwide were up about 26 percent and we're talking about 80 billion plus in consumer spend so this is a very big market uh, roblox right now is the absolute sort of top game amongst us users from a revenue perspective and its growth internationally i think shows that it potentially has legs all around the world Okay, I, just want, I want to ask you one more thing because there's another uh, potential IPO that uh, I want to get your take on for App Lovin'. But just lastly, to remind us, you started off saying that the numbers have dropped a little bit in Q1, right? Just remind me what that was again, that drop off. Yeah, so, so that's with time spent. Um, so time spent within the app. And, and as you may know, Roblox is a game where users can play across different channels, PC, mm -hmm. mobile, there's some console versions that you can play. So it's not as though mobile is the only way in which you can access this world. Uh, but in the summer, sort of during the peak lockdowns of 2020, we were at about 100 minutes per day for a daily active user. That's down closer to the 70 range. Um, so we have observed that, but user growth is still good. Revenue growth is still good. I think you know there, there, that was just such an external event that caused people to retreat to their phones for such prolonged periods. Okay. Now, we also heard last week uh, there's another company that plans to go public, App Lovin'. Now, do you also have the ability to see what kind of usage is going on with the, another app company? I mean, this is like an app for developing apps and using your apps. Yeah, App Lovin' is an interesting one that, again, is, is you know firmly within the wheelhouse of Sensor Tower. Okay. App Lovin' actually has sort of two business lines. They make their own apps that we're able to track, and, and a lot of their apps are free-to-play apps that monetize via advertising. But then they also have their own platforms that other applications will take advantage of when they're looking to, to run advertisements or to host sort of different software within the games. Uh, Sensor Tower has a product we have the ability to track which SDKs are installed on certain games so we can actually look at the penetration of platforms like AppLovin or like Unity. So, so it is a very cool name too. Um, and just kind of showing like you're going to see more and more of these companies that have significant exposure to the mobile marketplace. Okay. All right. Uh, very exciting stuff. Sounds like we've got some uh, pretty big players coming into the public market here. Thanks for the details, Anthony. Looking forward to more of your guys' analysis. Really great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Oliver. Thanks a lot. Anthony Bartolacci is the Director of Sales of Financial Institutions covering the group at Sensor Tower.